Welcome to Palace Confidential, the weekly podcast all about the royal family where we assemble some of Britain's most fabulous experts and commentators and delve into the news coming out of the palaces to keep you royally clued up. I'm your host, Joe Elvin, editor of the Mail on Sunday's You magazine. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple and Google. And if you haven't already, why not sign up for the daily Mail Plus briefing at mailplus.co.uk, where you can also watch Palace Confidential on video. Hello and welcome to Palace Confidential, Mail Plus's weekly show bringing you all of the latest royal news and gossip recorded just down the road from Kensington Palace. I'm Jo Elvin and I'm joined this week by royal writer Victoria Murphy and the Mail's Saturday diarist Richard Eden. Hello to you both. Here's what we've all got to look forward to this week. The presents will discuss the latest news about the Windsor's restrained festive plans. Plus, imagine yourself as a raindrop. Now, I'm not retraining as a mindfulness instructor, just repeating what Prince Harry said this week. We'll be discussing his new environmentalism. And no Zoom fatigue yet for William. He's been back speaking to his subjects via video. Crown shows no signs of slowing down. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. After complaints about its accuracy and fairness of the portrayal of Prince Charles, among others, this week the government got involved. Here's Mail Plus reporter Jess King with the details. I am the shine and the air. Season four of the hugely popular Netflix series about the British royal family has reportedly reached viewing figures of 29 million since it debuted on November the 15th. While the show's creator Peter Morgan has never denied taking artistic license with the drama of the royals and their private lives, some have raised concerns that The Crown conflates fiction with fact. The latest series of The Crown, which stars Olivia Colman as the Queen, covers the turbulent decade where Prince Charles married Lady Diana Spencer and the then Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher created a free market revolution in British society. But some critics argue that the show is too much of a sensationalist depiction of royal and political life. The Culture Secretary has told the Mail on Sunday he intends to write to Netflix about his concerns, as the paper's royal editor explains from the Palace throne room. The campaign has really gathered steam. We've had people like Lady Anglen Connor, confidant of, of Prince Charles. We've had um, a number of historians such as William Shawcross, Hugo Vickers, very eminent people who studied royal history for a number of years and of course this last week we had the culture secretary Oliver Dowden who also supported the campaign to get these disclaimers at the start of every series because he said that people shouldn't believe that this is real. First of all Charles and Camilla's affair that lasted all the way before and all the way through Charles and Diana's courtship and their marriage wrong. Charles and Camilla didn't pick up again as it were until 1985-86. The Queen and Margaret Thatcher's relationship is viewed as icy pretty much all the way through series four. Wrong. The two women actually got on pretty well, apart from the Queen's worries about the lack of boycotting South African apartheid. And three, when Philip is effectively shown threatening Princess Diana in Balmoral and Diana says, is that a threat, sir? Throwing forward to her conspiracy theories about her death in a car accident in Paris, completely wrong. Prince Philip was incredibly supportive of Diana and her marriage problems with Prince Charles. The fourth season portrays Britain at a low, as unemployment numbers soar and a war brews in the Falklands. It's a much more critical portrayal of the royal family compared with previous seasons, painting a picture of an out-of-touch monarch and the breakdown of the marriage of the Prince and Princess of Wales. 
In recent interviews, the leading actors have reminded audiences that the show is fictional rather than historical fact. There's the wedding, there's the um, whatever in love means, you know, there's all those kind of moments of that we can all kind of pluck from our memory or that, that Emma and I will have researched. But actually, the majority of the season is pure creation and pure fiction. I have no living memory of her. I think I was about three when she died. And for that, I'm quite grateful because I think um, it mean, meant that I sort of had a bit of a blank slate to start with. And also because, I mean, yeah, as Josh and I said, like, it's Peter's creation. He, it's his writing, these characters. So it is already kind of removed from her. TV critic Toby Earle says the series has never pretended to be anything other than a drama, but it shows the untouchable nature of the royal family slowly slipping away. I think it's embarrassing that the culture secretary is is reacting in this way. It's, Boris Johnson often speaks about trusting in the great British common sense. Um, I think if you know if he believes in the great British common sense, he should understand that people understand the crowns of drama. What happens behind closed doors, of course, is what adds to the mystique of the show. But it's interesting that no one's really uh, kicked up such a fuss over the previous three series. It's only this series where the royals aren't perhaps portrayed in such a uh, such a great light. You only have to watch uh, Princess Diana's interviews after her after her marriage had broken down to get an idea of what it was that she went through. It is a work of fiction, but the, these were real events, and I think as these real real events happen to real people, and of course, as we inch closer to where we are now. Um, it does become that the, 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 the mystique of the royal family is ever more stripped away. The Crown is a work of drama and storytelling, but with more episodes on the horizon, the appetite for Netflix's big-budget royal intrigue continues to grow. And if I want to separate... You will not separate or divorce or let the side down in any way. And if one day you expect to be king... I do. Then might I suggest you start to behave like one have not commented on the comments of the culture secretary. But we're going to ask you to comment, Victoria. This show has obviously really hit home. What's your view? Hugely. And I think really we shouldn't underestimate the impact that it can have. You know, I work for an American publication and the interest levels in America in these stories around these people are absolutely huge. And I think we're getting to this period in history now with this latest series, which is getting more and more recent and also it's a period that a lot of people were very emotionally invested in in the Diana mm. story and it's bringing back uh, very real feelings about that period in the royal family's history and we see the effects of it we see that Clarence House has had to turn off responses on its Twitter feed because it was getting people responding talking about Diana and saying critical things about Charles and Camilla now that was not happening before this program aired so even though this is people know it's fictional or at least they should know it's fictional but it's having a real impact on how these real individuals are perceived. It's done in a very, very realistic way and it paints a very vivid picture of what people, I think, will think, well, that maybe that could have happened. And even mm. if they know it's fictional, they still, there's still the capacity for them to be very influenced by it. Well, tell me about it. In my household, I've got my daughters aged 12 and 14 eagerly watching this and discovering all about, really, Princess Diana for the first time. And they're, they're passionate about it. It's encouraged my older daughter to watch Diana in her own words, which is also on Netflix. And then they've got very strong views and they've said things like, I can't believe that Prince Charles is so horrible and he'll oh never become gosh. king and yeah. things like this. And it, you really are going to have another generation who will 
possibly they won't want to accept Prince Charles as the king, I think. It does feel quite on brand for 2020 madness for me that the government has got involved in this do you think they were right to say anything no i really don't i mean <laughs> come on imagine when boris johnson was the columnist on the telegraph he, he would have been you know really taking the mickey out of this sort of thing but a, you know government telling tv company to describe something as fiction or whatever i mean we're i think viewers have grown up enough to know um, to form their own judgment about something being fictional. Do you think the palace, someone's had a quiet word with someone in number 10 to say, oh, please say something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, they've been very reluctant to comment themselves, the palace, but I think that they will probably welcome a lot of the coverage in the British media, which has very much been focused on how it's not accurate and mm. people really coming forward and saying that. And I'm not sure we're seeing that level of criticism of it internationally, actually. So I wonder if maybe there's a bit of a difference in how it's being perceived in Britain and people are brushing off more as fiction, whereas actually is it internationally having more of an influence? I think the problem that the royal family have got is that even if they wanted to engage, which they don't seem to at all, they, they can't counteract this very vivid narrative with something else. You know, they can't say, this is fiction, and here is the factual mm. version of the yeah. conversation that was had 30 I, years well, ago, I, I, or, or the scenario that didn't happen. You know, they, they can't do that. They can't repaint a different picture. And I do think it's a problem because it's done with such attention to detail in terms of things like the fashion and the settings. And it's, it's pre presented very realistically. And I do think, as I said, even if people then know it's fiction, the overarching narrative is based on fact and it, and it forms this picture in their mind that I think can be very difficult to shift and can affect how they perceive these real people. Well, it seems like the major winner is Netflix because we're all talking about it. It's ultimately all PR for the crown, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, you know, on the one hand, they say, oh, it's not true. But then my daughter says, yeah, but have you seen Diana in her own words? And there you have Diana in these recordings. And often the reality is far worse than is portrayed in The Crown. It really is. Well, I guess we'll still be talking about this for many weeks to come. But uh, thank you for your thoughts on that. Well, to the other big royal talking point of the week now, how the Windsors will be celebrating Christmas, the real Windsors. The Mail's royal editor, Rebecca English, had a scoop this week which revealed that the Queen is so COVID conscious that it has even changed her plans on her presence for her household. Rebecca joins us now via Skype. Rebecca, what will the Queen be doing? Rebecca, what will the Queen be doing? Well, I remember when we were discussing this just last week, saying we had to consider whether Christmas would even be at Sandringham this year. And lo and behold, Buckingham Palace have announced that it will be a small and, dare I say, it, slightly lonely Christmas for the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh alone at Windsor Castle this year. I mean, courtiers aren't ruling out the fact that members of the royal family will pop along at various points in the festive season to say hello, maybe wave through the window, go for a socially distanced walk or a ride. But it, it really will be turkey for two on Christmas Day. It's been a rather tumultuous year in Royal Land. Maybe, maybe they're quite thrilled at the prospect of a quiet one. <laughs> I remember joking, joking last week that maybe Prince Philip was secretly looking forward to it. <laughs> but what about presents? They are very important for the Queen, are they not? They are. So each year the Queen um, actually puts a hand in her own pocket to the tune of tens of thousands of pounds and buys a present for every single member of our household staff. And bear in mind, there's kind of over 500 in London alone. Um, 
And these are wonderful gifts she gives them. I mean, I know people in the past who've got uh, photo frames, trinket boxes, champagne flutes, all with the royal cipher on it. And I'm also told, actually, if they don't want those, they can actually ask for John Lewis vouchers. Um, and the Queen makes a point each year of um, choosing a number of people to give the present to personally by the Christmas tree at either Windsor or at Buckingham Palace. And for the junior members of staff, it's a really special time of the year because sometimes it's the only time they actually get to talk to her but yes again that's another tradition that is going to have to go by the wayside this year because of covid although they will be getting their presence it'll just be in a very different way well that's the thing i mean it, it's been a tough year for everybody but no doubt the palace uh, sandringham staff as well i mean having been in a bubble in order to protect the royal family uh, and I suspect that's very much come into the Queen's thinking when she's made the decision. She knows that people have made sacrifices for her. So, you know, she's going to try and help them, at, you know, a very special time of the year. You think Her Majesty does really feel that responsibility to be seen to be doing the right thing? Definitely. And that's why I was being briefed this week that she's very sanguine about this decision. She feels she's very lucky that each year she tends to have most of her family around her. And she knows that there are you know, a competing pressure on them this year. You know, a lot of people haven't seen her own family as well as staff, haven't seen other family members this year. So, you know, she's quite sanguine about it and says she's just looking forward to a better 2021. And I think so say all of us. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Rebecca. We'll have more from you very shortly. Richard, what's your view on all of Much of the staff, I mean, they can't earn much anyway, right? It must be a bit of a blow. Yeah, I mean, Royals staff generally are quite poorly paid and the, the bonus has always been the sort of incidentals like this and also that it's great for your CV if you go on to get a better paid job afterwards. So this sort of thing, it might seem quite minor, but actually, you know, it is a big deal. But it's the same for all of us. You know, we're all missing out on Christmas parties and things like that that we enjoyed. So I think, you know, the, the Royal family is in the same boat and it's just one of those unfortunate I, I want to know who's ever dared ask for John Lewis vouchers instead of... I know, how could you? How could you? I've got this beautiful present for you. Actually, I love the vouchers. Yeah. Can't really uh, use a champagne flute. Victoria, um, whatever the royals do at Christmas, they're sort of going to be scrutinised. So it doesn't feel like there's anything that feels 100% right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been very important to them throughout this whole pandemic to be seen to be um, very much enforcing and following the rules that other people are being asked to follow. So obviously, any big family gathering was obviously going to be off limits because it's against the regulations. And I suppose by having this very quiet Christmas, they are sending a message that, you know, they are really reining in and not sort of trying to push the boundaries to get as many people as they possibly can. It's just going to be the Queen and Philip. Um, I think taking away that public element as well was is quite crucial because yeah. obviously that walk to church on Christmas morning, lots of people gather to try mm. and see them. Seems well, to more and more every year. Won't yeah. somebody think of the newspaper editors who have to fill the Boxing Day pictures? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only What's story in town on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah, that's the curse of covering the royal family is that you always have to work in some capacity on Christmas Day. But yeah, so I think, and, and you know, from what we understand, the Queen isn't going to do anything that means she can be seen. So there'll be no temptation for people to gather. Um, I think there'll be a lot of focus on her Christmas speech this year. Obviously, COVID, it's going to be very much about that. And people do pay attention to it every year. But I feel like a year like this will be a year when we really are looking to her to kind of bring us together and sum everything up in, in the way that she did um, when she made that speech back in April. So I think that, that that's something that's going to be maybe more, even more prominent than normal. Gosh, no pressure, Your Majesty. <laughs>
And from what, I, she can handle it, yeah. from what I hear, the palace <laughs> yeah. was very alarmed by all the talk about who's going to be in the Queen's bubble. You know, we discussed this last week. Well, that problem's been well and truly uh, solved. Well, I think that's the point <laughs> to make, actually, is that, you know, COVID aside, obviously COVID has been the dominant thing for everyone this year, but it has been, I think, as you said earlier, quite a challenging year for the royal family generally. And these narratives around the family dynamic always come up at Christmas time. And in a way, that's mm. kind of all been avoided now. So the conversation of, are Harry and Meghan coming over? How big is this rift if they're not? And will Andrew be seen publicly? because remember last year he stayed at home with Prince Philip um, who had just come out of hospital but of course there'll be that question mark is is he going to be seen because he hasn't been seen at all throughout this year mm. um, and that would have been raised so that has kind of all been avoided families hey <laughs> let's move on well like many of us the royals have a lot of work to pack in before Christmas and this week they were back zooming the world Rebecca is with us again now Rebecca let's start with Prince Harry what, what's he been up to this week Yes, so Prince Harry has given a Q&A session to the founders of Waterbear, which is a free Netflix-style streaming service for environmental programmes. And like a lot of what Prince Harry does, the, the sentiments are very laudable. I, for one, are delighted he's talking about the environment and, and climate change on a very public stage. But unfortunately for Harry, the issue is often now in the delivery, whether it's people feel like they're preaching, you know, he's preaching to them, uh, he's kind of a lack of self-awareness of the fact that he's saying this from a 16-bathroom mansion in California, or as we've seen this week, um, using some quite kind of whimsical and kind of hippy-dippy phrases. Um, he was making an important point. He was saying we're all parts of, small parts of a bigger jigsaw. Uh, and, you know, we can all still do our bit in trying to combat climate change. But he started talking about kind of raindrops falling on a parched earth. And I, and unfortunately, I think his message slightly gets lost in that. And it is a very, very important message. Does, however, he does seem to be absolutely loving this new sort of woke persona, doesn't he? He does. And I, I think he feels quite unshackled at the moment. You know, he's, he's got free of the palace. He doesn't have that yoke of responsibility around his neck. And I think he feels quite emboldened about it. And I suspect he couldn't care less what anybody thinks. Mm, perhaps may, maybe William as well. I you know, see his brother has also been back on video on an environmental campaign. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. So every year, this time of year, Prince William takes part in the Tusk Tusk trust I would say um, and it's a conservation charity he's passionate about and he's been involved with for many years but of course they are not able to hold their award ceremony so he took part in it and gave a virtual award online and despite lockdown being lifted I suspect that's something we will see a lot of even moving into 2021. Now tell us about uh, dad and stepmom Charles and Camilla are out and about and just about to go out uh, what, what are they going to be up to? I really love this. So lockdown's been lifted in London and Charles and Camilla are out with a vengeance, trying to throw a show, a, a kind of shed a light and show some solidarity with our tourism, arts and entertainment industries, which have all been massively hit uh, by COVID. And as I speak, they are visiting the 100 Club in London. Now, it, if, I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but the 100 Club is, a, is, is quite a well-known and legendary live music venue and actually it was a bit of a punk palace in times past i mean the sex pistols have played there the clash susie and the banshees i think i might have even had the odd drunken student night there many moons ago so charles forgive me <laughs> but rebecca is this the first time charles has visited the 100 club it doesn't it's not a natural fit for me <laughs> it's, I, I, 
I, I know, but that's what I love about it. You know, they they are, this is the new normal for us, you know, and they want to go out there and, and beat the drum for industries that have been, such as live music, they've been really hit this year. You know, the industry's on its knees. And, you know, if it means going to a punk palace like the 100 Club, then so be it. You know, that's, that's his duty. That's what he'll do. Charles and Camilla at the Punk Palace 100 Club, Richard. Are you feeling it? It's what we need. I mean, the nightclubs are not even open yet, really, are they? But, you know, they're straight they in are there. They the Royals. <laughs> you know, I was out at lunch yesterday and there was Joan Collins there. So, it's, you know, it's, it's good to see the older generation are um, setting an example and trying to get things back to life again, really. I've been to the 100 Club, have you? I've never been. No. no. Is it cool? Is um, it still a Punk Palace? I must admit, <laughs> yeah. I've never been there. Probably not supposed to say Punk Palace without masks on. But let, so let, let, let's Let's go on to Harry. So Victoria, you know, he's going to wind up a lot of his critics with this new Zoom thing about raindrops, isn't he? Yeah, it does seem to have divided opinion. I mean, for me, I think the thing that stood, stood out and is standing out with Harry is his style, I think, has changed. So he's always been... Um, very open and very kind of heart on sleeve and quite emotional when he speaks and when he gives interviews he's very giving and he talks and talks and talks and sometimes you can see his press people thinking okay <laughs> enough but he, you know he really is very giving he always gives a lot of information um, and I feel that um, recently he's definitely become I think more polished in his style I think uh, since he met Megan he's really kind of upped his game in terms of his public speaking style she's a very very good public speaker and more, I feel more that American perhaps yeah, yeah. And, I, and I feel more I felt that his comments were they seemed um, maybe rehearsed or they seemed that they had been thought through very carefully and perhaps not as spontaneous as we might have seen him perhaps in in the past um, and you can look at that both ways you know it is it's a it's a very different way of doing things and he seems to be going more towards that more kind of rehearsed more polished and perhaps more flowery language as well what's your view my little raindrop richard <laughs> <laughs> well you're very kind victoria but, I sort of, but the, the problem i have is that it sort of screams um inauthenticity i think with harry these it, it doesn't feel like his words at all and i can imagine megan making a, a speech like this but when Harry you know the old Harry that we used to know starts talking about us all being raindrops it just I guess people are allowed to grow up <laughs> yeah it's very LA isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. and it, yeah. it's kind of we it emphasize the fact that we do feel more and more distance from him I think and some of his old friends they really must think what's he on about now well, maybe this maybe they always knew this harry and we didn't possibly who yeah. knows i mean his father obviously used to get a lot of stick for the sort of like talking to plants tree hugging persona is this maybe the apple just doesn't fall far from the tree yeah i mean charles has definitely said things in the past you know he's obviously his very famous comment about talking to plants and then but he's not really shied away from that you know he's uh, i think he said a few years later or many years later you know oh, um, i instruct them actually instead and and, and when uh, clarence house put out 70 facts for his 70th birthday one of the facts was that he um after planting a tree gives it a little handshake so you know he's not he's not kind of trying to distance himself from from that sort of persona at all um and i think in some ways it, it some people respond really well to that and and you know maybe we're all kind of becoming a bit more sensitive and a bit more kind of in tune with well look it's got us talking about yeah. a very important subject hasn't it well we're talking about harry yeah <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, sadly, that is all we have time for this week. My thanks to our guests as ever, Rebecca English, Jess King, Victoria Murphy and Richard Eden. We'll be back next week and every week via Spotify, Apple and Google. Don't forget to sign up to your daily briefing from mailplus.co.uk. And of course, you can come back next week and join me, Joe Elvin, for more Palace Confidential. Confidential.